When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Lewis, I owe him. Well, what about what you owe me? You said we were partners. We are partners, which is why I came to you with this. No. You didn't come to ask my permission. You came to tell me that you were gonna do this. And what if I did? Then you're not just an asshole, you're an idiot because there's no way Mike Ross ever agrees to trading you for him. Well, I'll make him agree. No, you won't. Mike. Harvey, whatever deal she's offering you, I'm not gonna take it. You don't even know what it is. I don't care what it is. I'm not getting into the bar if it means getting you kicked out. Mike, she wants me, she always has. No, Harvey, she wants both of us and she's not gonna stop until she gets both of us. You don't know that. Yes, I do. And if you don't get that, then she's got you right where she wants you. So you're just gonna sit there tomorrow and let her take everything away from you? She's not taking anything away. She's keeping things exactly the way they are. You mean working for that clinic? Harvey, I'm lucky to still have a job at that clinic. So tomorrow morning, I'm gonna go in there with my head held high. What I'm not gonna do is let her strip you of everything that you are. Harvey, he's right. Let it go. Suits, season six, episode 16 is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about character and fitness, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Cisternino, back here with a guy whose character and fitness is unmatched. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good. He's a real lawyer. He did it. He did it. He did it. For the first time. In 92 episodes of Suits, Mike Ross is officially a lawyer. He did it. We have a lawyer on our hands. So now what's the plot of the show? I don't know. It seems like similar to like, I feel like we were talking about this the other day of like, like, why can't like uh, Mike just uh, come back with like, why couldn't he have just taken the consulting gig? And then also, all right. And where I'm going to take a hundred pro bono cases every single day also. And sounds like that that's kind of the, I have, I have no idea what season seven of suits will look like. It sounds like it's almost like that Mike is going to be running the East side uh, law clinic out of the, Pearson Specter lit offices. Does that sound right to you? In a weird way, yeah. But I don't. 
I don't know if Harvey has the jurisdiction to just <laughs> tell Mike he can run a clinic like that. Like, you know, like Mike, yes, Mike is a supervisor yeah. of the the other people, but he doesn't own the building. Like, own, own I don't know. The it building. seems like that Mike is now a lawyer, that Nathan is going to just like, as long as like Nathan can just pay the rent, no problem. It seems like, hey, whatever, like, whatever, just don't lie to me. And yeah. Then uh, I guess Oliver and like um, a bunch Company. of other people are going to just, you know, whatever happened to Marissa? Is she still uh, like at her dad's surgery? Yeah, I think her dad's still recovering. She's at home. So she missed all of this. They had to get her out the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Mike Oliver Ross texts is, uh, her every day. You're not going to believe what happened now. Right. And she's like, what? I'm not. I'm never coming back to work, actually. How about that? Uh, yeah. Mike Ross got a new job uh, offer at Pierce Spector Lit. And he told Harvey, I will never. I will never come work for you again. Do you understand me? I, it'd be a cold day in hell. I'd rather nail my hand to the wall than come work here. And Harvey's like, well, then I gave you more money and let you fund the clinic. You'll be like, back. Okay, I guess I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. So, so yeah. How much money is Mike Ross getting from Harvey? Because, okay, we were speculating a couple seasons ago, how much money does Harvey make in a year? And so the job offer that Mike is offered by Harvey at the end, uh, Harvey says to Mike, okay, here's like enough money to uh, run that clinic for a year. And Mike's like, double it. Like I want So we know that they were so happy just to get $50,000 in a month. So uh, it sounds like uh, if Harvey's saying like, here's enough money and you could run the law clinic for a year. It seems like that it's at least 600 K and that's if Mike Harvey was implying you can give all the money to the clinic and he's like, double it. Mike's offer to consult for Harvey was $350,000. Remember mm -hmm. he said, I got, he said, Oh, I'm making 35 K here. Add a zero to that. That's what I was offered at Pearson Specter lit. So he was offered that before he had a law degree. So if you've taxed on the law degree, that that at least in my mind, at least adds you some type of financial compensation, yeah. right? So maybe he was making five hundred five hundred thousand dollars a year at that point. And then Harvey says, and I need you to pay for this thing. So maybe is Mike making a million dollars a year? I think that the offer Harvey gives him is a million dollars. And dollars, Mike yeah. is saying double it. And Harvey's like, fine, no problem. Fine. Okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. No skin off my back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Baby, if you was gonna play, if you go play jacks, you should have told me you like we playing games on here. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thought you was trying to negotiate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, He's um, like, I need a little yeah. something to buy something for the misses. Yeah, it's like go go Rachel, go buy yourself something nice. Oh, I wonder if Rachel gets a new ring now. I guess so. He should have bought it when he was making 35k a year. If he was smart, he did. It's an yeah. investment. Nobody ever yeah. said that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here we go. And I guess as expected uh, from us, Anita Gibbs is going to uh, return here as a final boss for Mike. And somehow she has uh, put herself into the character and fitness committee for the bar. Now, are, are we to believe that Anita Gibbs, just as a side hustle, has been working on the character she's been hearing like lawyers uh, appeal to the bar for just just in case mike ross was going to be getting closer to this position no this is her first day like she's not done this before she said i've been keeping an eye on this i've i was told as a u.s attorney's office i like hey 
I'm going to pull a rank here. If I ever hear Mike Ross' name come up, let me know. And then I'll go get on that little board. And so uh, she's minding her own business one day, gets an email. Hey, Mike Ross applied for the bar. All right, cool. So she calls this Walter Sampson guy up and be like, hey, Walter Sampson, you know what I did. I want to talk to Sampson. I want to talk to Sampson. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's like, you know, I, you know what I did. It's time for you to pay the piper. So Walter Sampson's like, cool. I, I wanted to retire anyway. Here you go. Here's my seat. I, y'all, I'm retiring. And I pick Anita Gibbs to take my spot on the case. But he retired for her to take this one case? I, I mean, now she's stuck. I think she, <laughs> she has to stay there forever. It's like, shit. Like, I don't care about anything. She's going to retire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because she doesn't care about yeah. anything anymore. I, I think that comes out in this uh, in this whole proceedings when Mike Ross is in front of the character fitness board. This is very much a Anita Gibbs versus Mike Ross thing. This is not about whether or not Mike Ross would be a good lawyer, whether or not he's changed, whether or not he's you know he's he's remorseful about the things that he's done. This is Anita Gibbs saying, "Over my dead body, mm-hmm. will I allow you to be a lawyer? And if I gotta stand up here and filibuster and yell and scream and, and charge you up and talk crazy to everybody on this board, it don't matter because this has to be a unanimous decision. And there is no way in hell, not in my dying breath, you'd have to nail my hand to the wall. We've heard this before. Right. Um, yeah. So she cannot be bought until she can. You know, like so Anita right. Gibbs is gonna put her foot down." And they have to try to get her thrown off the board so that uh, Mike Ross can get on. But eventually they don't. They don't yeah. get her thrown off at all. No. So that Walter Sampson was the guy who was on this board who ultimately gave his seat to Anita Gibbs. And so Harvey and others are going to go on a fact-finding mission. We got to find some dirt on Walter Sampson. This is suits. Obviously, if somebody is doing something, they must be dirty. And if we could just find the dirt on this person, we can ultimately come back to them and uh, extort them to get what we want. It's season six, episode 16. We've done this every single episode to this point. It surely will work again. Yeah, why wouldn't it? Well, it won't work this time because Walter Sampson is a good human. He's never done anything wrong, ever. At all. Not once. From what we're told. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we are presented that this man, there's nothing. Uh, we see uh, Lewis's guy, Jerry. He does his research. He says, it took me 15 minutes to realize that this man is squeaky clean. There's nothing there. You cannot exploit this man. You cannot use leverage over him. You cannot bluff him because he's never done anything wrong to where he, Anita Gibbs could strong arm him off of this seat. And so Harvey, who we know, loves to use a good bluff. He talks to Donna about it. And she's like, yeah, why haven't you just bluffed? Because Harvey's been telling Donna, Oh, we need to ask around. We need to get a guy on this. But Harvey is yet to just march up to this man and be like, I I got something on you and I'm going to take you out. And that's Harvey's move. Every single episode, Mm -hmm. we see Harvey walking up and you better goddamn figure it out because if you don't, I'm going to do this. This episode, he just refuses to do it. Even Donna says, what's wrong with you? Might have worked because we find out that there there was something. I mean, he wasn't dirty, though. It wasn't anything bad. It's just like, Anita Gibbs did him a favor once. You know, it wasn't like, Walter Sampson hasn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, what are you going to do? Like, oh, yeah, like, Walter Sampson, wait until the world finds out that Anita Gibbs was nice to your niece. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, so I guess you know? it wasn't necessarily, like, a chit that got called in between, uh, like, Anita Gibbs, like, did something nice for his, was it niece? That, uh, yeah, I when- think it was his niece. And, and then was oh, Walter Sampson said to her, like, hey, I really appreciate what you did for my niece. Like, if you ever need a favor, like, call me. Like, I appreciate it. 
Well, it's a it's a it's um it's presented as his niece when it comes out in the committee hearing, but it's actually this was all a, a ruse because it was his uh it was a man named Joseph O'Neill. It was his godson. His godson. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. Um, uh, she called in a favor. Um for uh for uh you know for walter you know she was like hey i looked out for your godson a long time ago could you could you do me a solid and let me have this position so i could keep mike ross out of the way and he's like okay whatever thanks you know Mm -hmm. so yeah walter Sampson seems like one of the the cleanest people that we've ever seen on suits i I mean pretty good yeah yeah there are people on the ethics boards <laughs> and ethics professors that are less clean than this man. And he's just like, no, nah, I just go to work. I go home. Like, what? I, why do we all have to be dirty? We could just do our jobs. Mm-hmm. Like the concept. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I need to get screwed up when she did something nice for somebody. It always comes back to bite you. Okay. So uh, we have the whole character and fitness uh, committee that, you know, Mike was expecting it to be a breeze, but now Anita Gibbs is there and Anita Gibbs is like really like uh, going hard after Mike. We have a moment where this is like why Mike and Rachel are soulmates where like Rachel kind of does what Mike did a couple episodes ago when Oliver was in court and she basically like stands up like, objection! Like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and then they're like, wait, she's not allowed to talk. Come on. Yeah. And she's like, actually, I found precedent because while Harvey was trying to figure out a way to get Anita Gibbs thrown off the board, um, Mike had put Rachel on the case. You go find out any ways that Anita Gibbs could be dirty about this thing because she's such a dirty person. She's going to go low. And when she goes low, we need to be ready. And I'm like. Mike Ross is talking about Anita Gibbs like she's the one who broke the law. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's a scumbag. She's willing to go to any land. I was like, Mike Ross, this woman actually hasn't done anything illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't get me wrong. She was, she was bending some rules when it was trying to when they were trying to get you thrown out. But it's not like she's a dirty lawyer known for uh, you know, skirting the law. It's like, no, nah, she just really hates you. She hates you a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and so Rachel already had that in her bag. Yeah, I could speak up for Mike because you coming after him. Because again, this got very personal. This has nothing to do with whether or not Mike is going to be a good lawyer or if he's a good person. This is Anita Gibbs saying, I'll be damned if I let you on this, uh, if I let you uh, join the bar. And you're not going to if I can stop you. And so Rachel says, we need a character with this. We need somebody who can speak to this. And... I'm very shocked that this is where we went. Rob, <laughs> yeah, I thought we were done with this guy. So, I really didn't. You know, think- sometimes with these like mid-season breaks, they like in the finale will like bring back like random people who were like in the first part of the season. And I think this happened like last season where it was like we were kind of done with Charles Forsman. That he ends up coming back uh, in the season five finale, and now here, um, Mike is going to go to Julius. And he wants Julius to testify basically in front of the board that Mike Ross was a changed man from his time in prison. And Julius is very confused. One, how did you find my house, you ex-con? Yeah. You know, like, why are you here? Uh, and and Mike's like, I, I need you to be the one to speak on this because you saw me when I came in and then you saw me 14 days later when I left jail. Mm-hmm. And so you know better than anybody, uh, you know, why exactly uh, or why I should be a lawyer or why I should be able to pass any you know, yeah. character examination. And Julius um, is like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, ma'am. Your entire time in prison, you were doing whatever the hell you wanted to do. You were not listening to me at all. Stop it. Stop it, Mike. Um, but Anita Gibbs was the one who brought it up. She said, Mike Ross, if you feel so bad about what you did, why didn't you just stay in jail? Mm-hmm. He's like, 
Um, I because I said I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Julie's like, well, he did stay an extra day. Okay, he's like, but like, if you really feel bad, would you just want to just like sit your sentence out? He's like, look, look, they offered me a deal. Who are me not to take it? It's like obviously someone who doesn't care that mm-hmm. that was their punishment. He's like, what? Well, you well, know, can't like, you damn. like leave jail and also still feel bad? Uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, so I didn't do. I didn't get punished. Okay. But that doesn't mean I don't feel bad about mm-hmm. it. You know, like I had the option to get punished or not get punished, and I chose not to get punished. Uh, who among us would not? You know, um, I thought that was very funny. I also thought it was very funny that Mike didn't just blurt out, "They were trying to kill me in there." What you want me to do? Die? Because that's <laughs> what I would have said. <laughs> like I've already given my sworn testimony that that man was trying to kill me. I I said it. I said, and then I and then I recorded him doing it. Man, mm-hmm. I, my life was in danger, and yeah. I care so much about the law that I was not willing to die. When I could be outside saving lives. I'm sorry, I need to give to you to understand that. Yeah, maybe that they could have potentially like uh, gotten more into the weeds because Anita Gibbs was like, didn't you rat out your best friend in jail to get and like that? He loves me. Get him in here. Get Kevin Miller right. in here. He'll tell you what a good guy I am. Yeah, she even said, um, you know, like, didn't you pretend to be that man's friend? Weren't you doing fraud while you were in jail? He's like, I don't think I pretended to be his friend. I'm pretty sure we're friends. Like, mm-hmm. If you call him, I mm-hmm. did a lot for that guy. All right, we're good. We're, yeah. we're still good. I need to give though. She was on it. She really was. She was piecing him up. She was like, oh, yeah, I got your ass now because uh, you felt so bad about this that you continued to do fraud the entire mm-hmm. time that you were in prison. So yeah. you don't feel bad at all. And Julius goes like pretty hard for Mike. He does. And I think for a second, Julius thinks like, you know, I'm a I'm a psychologist, a, a, a prison psychologist. This is what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm supposed to use my professional opinion to make an assessment about this man's growth. And I have seen that Mike Ross grow, like growth happen because I know that, um, you know, when given the opportunity to leave jail, he decided to stay and make sure that Frank Gallo was situated when he and he did risk his life to do that. You know, like so he saw the growth. The problem here is that Anita Gibbs don't care. And so Julian's starting to be like, hold on, lady. Watch how you handle me, though. Like, you know, like, you you, you come at, coming at me kind of raw. I thought this was about his character or his mental capacity. She's like, I don't think you're qualified to. He's like, hold on, baby, I'm a doctor. Yeah, I am qualified. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're qualified to sit on the ethics community if this is all a personal grudge. Like, let's talk about qualifications, Anita. You know, and so Julius, I think at first, was he was kind of chilling. But eventually, he's like, hold on. Mm-hmm. Watch how you... Don't don't let the smooth taste fool you. You know what I'm saying? Like it can get dirty. <laughs> we can go there. I used to say that back in the day, Rob. Don't judge me. Slow <laughs> <Love> down, <that>, baby. <laughs> so Anita Gibbs, she is uh still like very they can't do anything. They can't get her off the board. She's never gonna vote for Mike. Uh Harvey and Anita Gibbs talk, and she's like, All right, Harvey, I'll tell you what, I'll do you for him. Yeah. Sw- what do you think of that out. trade? What do you think of that? Yeah. Harvey, if you care so much about Mike Ross being a lawyer, why don't you stop being a lawyer for Mike Ross? And, and, and uh, you know, for clarity, Harvey did agree that if someone had to go down for this, it would be him. Rachel said, you know, this time you're taking the fall, right? And Harvey's like, it's cool. It's mm-hmm. cool. What's the worst that could happen? And he gives us, take the fall. And Harvey's like, what? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, Harvey Me? goes to Lewis and he's like, all right. Uh, I'm gonna take this deal. Um, I'm, I'm gonna trade me for Mike. And Lewis is like, "What is wrong with you? Are you dumb? You're yeah. stupid." He's like, "You like, could go Mike- work for Robert Zane, right? 
Well, I don't want to work for Robert Zane. My name is on the wall here with your name. Yeah, I thought we, were we could partners. just throw everything away so Mike can be a lawyer and not even work here. And be sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because he's going to be sad that now Harvey is disbarred. Because yeah. like, Harvey, he'll start doing crime that. to try to get Harvey out of jail. Right. Like, Harvey's idea was, yeah, I'll get disbarred. But then after that, we'll go back and be like, but am I? Am I really? You know, mm-hmm. Mike Ross, he just did that because I need to get a strong arm. Like, obviously, they're going to let me be a lawyer again. Like, Harvey, are you. Therapy. Go back to therapy. <laughs> Pick a better therapist this time. And take Lewis with you. Th- Lewis needs therapy too. I, if I'm Lewis, I probably would have slapped Harvey. Like, hey, bro, don't come at me like mm-hmm. that again. You know, as much as much as we've been fighting for this law firm, every damn day, I'm sitting here, you know, fighting for my life and you are leaving me out to dry for Mike damn Ross. Like, mm-hmm. please, please, just go marry the guy. Yeah. You All obviously right. love him. Because that they're gonna ask Mike the question about, okay, did I know did you know anybody else? Did anybody else know your secret when you were at uh Pierce Inspector Lit? And then uh, Mike is supposed to give up Harvey. And so the next day, Anita Gibbs asks him the question, okay, did anybody else have knowledge that you were a fraud? And then long pregnant pause. And here comes Jessica is back. She's back. back, baby. She's back. She's back. Okay, yeah. (laughs) The the end of that bit. Uh, Yeah. She, um, Jessica's back. And she walks in. She's like, I knew. Sue me. I don't even live here no more. Mm-hmm. I live in Chicago. Just bar me if you want to, baby. I got a different bar yeah. now. Uh, I've been does, yeah. standing in the goddamn hallway waiting for somebody to ask that exact question. She's got flair, man. Jessica knows how to make an interest. She looked damn good doing it. Too. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so she she walks in and she's like, yeah, I'm here to save the day. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. I know a story. And I'm thinking, is she about to tell a story about herself? And she's like, I know a story about a young woman who was working in the medical field. I was like, well, this isn't about Jessica at all. I thought it was uh, about Jessica. I thought that's how Jessica went from being a doctor to a lawyer. I thought that we were going to get the origin story. Like her dad actually like sent her to the medical school anyway. And then, you know, she had to transition uh, careers and become a lo- I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're really getting the, the backstory. Because I still don't understand why we got that flashback about uh, Jessica being a doctor. It just doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah. Here, um, or about or about her, her not wanting to be a doctor, I guess I should say. Because um, her dad here, was a doctor and was mad that lawyers are not good people. Yeah, but they could have just said that. Like, my dad mm-hmm. thinks lawyers are not good people. They didn't have to do a whole flashback episode about but that. But they love to do but, flashbacks. Uh, they love to do a flashback. They can't help themselves. And so, um, yeah, here she comes in. She tells a story about this, this, this young woman who was given a second chance. And Anita Gibbs like, I know, it was me. I gave her a second chance. She's like, yeah, so if you did it that day, what's up? Do it again. Mm-hmm. And Anita Gibbs is obviously annoyed, but I mean, it's Jessica. It's hard to argue with Jessica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she basically makes a good case. And um, she talks about how uh, Anita Gibbs had mercy once. And look at that person. Look what they did. Uh, and Mike is like, well, I don't have anything to add to that. No, I'm just going to sit down. I've t- I've talked enough. And so, yeah, Jessica was leaning on the idea of the story of the wind and the sun um, because apparently it's a fable that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you want to get a man to take off his coat, you don't try to blow the, the coat off of him, mm-hmm. you know, with wind. You make him feel warm because if he's warm, he's obviously going to take it off because he won't need the coat anymore. And so she's like, look, I tried to warm Anita Gibbs' cold, dark heart because this woman's heartless and she hates everybody. Um, and so I tried to say something nice about her so she would do something nice. And um, it worked. We get the phone call in. Mike Ross has done it. He is back. He's back, baby. He's uh, he's, he's in the bar again, officially. They got to delete him from the bar and then put <laughs> him back in. 
Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it, it all worked out. Jessica saved the day. Yeah. Jessica saved the day, uh, comes back in for one episode. I would have thought that we were going to get, uh, potentially if Jessica came back for that, we were talking about this the other day, will Jessica come back, uh, for the finale? I kind of thought we were going to end this season with a Mike and Rachel wedding. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we were going to then maybe if Jessica came back, it would be for that. And I was wondering if she's like, if she left the show, is she going to come back for one day for, uh, that she is back for one day and not for the wedding. No, but I assume if they have a wedding, she will be there. You know, like if she popped up for this, yeah. then she'll pop yeah. up for the wedding. Okay, so she she's still she miss in the mix. Right. Yeah. Um, doesn't really want much of an update of like, uh, how's my company doing? Um, no, she really would. She'd rather not actually talk about that mm-hmm. because, you know, she just walked in and admitted. Does she still get the emails? The like you'd feel like, uh, can they still call her for anything? It seems like that she's very much like she's gone to space. Uh, and there's right. no way to like, does she ever want to like, she was like involved in every aspect of the business. She's Harvey's mentor. And it seems like that she's not even available to talk like by phone or even a text. Right. Harvey only reached out to her was because it was like a break glass in case of an emergency moment. You know, he reached out to her because it was time to save Mike Ross and allow him to be a, a lawyer. And Harvey had run out of other options. And so, yeah, I'm pretty sure she told them, do not disturb. Mm-hmm. You know, don't call me. I'll call you if I need anything or if I need to talk to you. I'll be the one to reach out. Please do not bother me. With She's the not in the group chat anymore. <laughs> She left the group chat. I know yeah. it was very awkward moment when it said Jessica left the group chat. Mm-hmm. Like Harvey cried in the car. He for sure cried in the car. Yeah. Nobody's even like, Jessica, wait until you hear about the Donna. Right. And she's like, what? Uh, she, Jessica, you might want to grab you one of those on the way out. You know, like you got this new job and in, in career in Chicago, but the, the Donna's still in beta testing. I think it'd be cool to go take it to Chicago. It might help you out. Yeah. Although I don't know if the Jessica has uh, really needed much from the Donna over the course of six seasons of Suits. She hasn't, but I mean, Donna just enhances, right? Mm-hmm. Like you might not need it, but, or you might not know you need it, but you probably do. Okay. Right? Like, you know, well, let's you talk about the Donna because, uh, you know, at the end of the last episode, uh, Stu Bazzini, he was, uh, you know, offer that 90% deal because, uh, Donna had one bad meeting and Stu treated her like an equal. And so that she was going to go with them. Problem is that it that there is like some overlap with another patent, and so Donna goes to Lewis to go, and Lewis is very distraught about everything that's going on with Tara. It's like Lewis, don't screw this up. This is my lifelong dream to have the Donna out there. I was a little offended for Lewis. Don't get me wrong. I think Donna is right and being concerned about Lewis blowing this up. Like, no person who has ever met Lewis should think that he's going to be able to handle this with tact. I get that. But Lewis is obviously down bad right now. He tells her, like, I'm just... I need... I just... I just need something. I'm having such a bad time right now. I just need, I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. I really like, this is all I would have. Donna, thank you for bringing this to me. It will distract me from the worst days of my life. And Donna says, yeah, no, F it up. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, Donna, what happened to all that empathy you were talking about in that little, in that little machine? Yeah. There was no empathy at all. Donna did not say, well, Lewis, how do you feel about that? You're like, she didn't sit down with them. She didn't say it'll be okay. She just said, Lewis, don't screw this up because your heart <laughs> is broken right now. Right. <laughs> Donna, are you feeling yourself a little bit? Yeah. I like, I, look, again, I don't think she's wrong, but damn, Donna, I thought the whole point was that you you have the, the intangibles, right? Like, no. the Donna could have just said that. Yeah. 
It turns out the Gretchen is going to give uh, Lewis uh, a pep talk after he has like a bad meeting uh, with the people who have the patent. They don't want anything to do with this. Uh, they're going to try to block this. They don't want yeah. the Donna to exist. They don't want the Donna to exist at all because they're like, well, you it basically is the same as ours. They use our same foundational stuff. And when Lewis goes and meets with them, they're like, yeah. I mean, we hear you trying to, you know, play nice with us, but I mean, this is essentially our product. Like, it started with mm -hmm. our stuff. And but did Benjamin hack their their patent or anything like that? Is there anything that's like underhanded? No, Benjamin was on the up and up. I think it's just they. It's it's the same. You know, like ideas are ideas. You don't know who started the first idea. You just know who said it first. And so Benjamin's like, yeah, I I came up with this idea. Crazy. It's already been done, but it's only been done up to like thirty some odd percent. Uh, so we could still have some wiggle room, but they're like, no, you built your idea off of our foundational material. So we're not going to play with that. Mm -hmm. We're also going to sue you. And in this moment, these two people are saying this to Lewis Lid. They're slamming folders in front of him and they're really poking the bear. Rob, I have never related to Lewis more than in this moment because I always feel like people take my kindness for weakness. They say crazy stuff to me and they think because I'm laughing and smiling, I'm not going to say nothing slick, but I'm different. I am like a serpent. If you get in my face, I am going to stand the hell up. Like, you know, like I, I, it, it's just what I do. I, I, I react to whatever energy is given to me. So I might try to deescalate it, but you only have about 30 seconds before I go left. And a lot of people don't see that side of me. A lot of people see that side of Lewis. So in Lewis, I'm watching that thought process. So you can like, relate to Lewis. For the first time ever. Yeah. I'm watching the, 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 like the time bomb in his head go off. Like, oh, y'all think, y'all think fat meat ain't greasy. Y'all think y'all think y'all just gonna come in here and say whatever y'all want to me and think I'm just gonna take it? Oh, oh, who are you talking to? Now, I, I, if I was him, I legit would have looked to the left and looked to the right. That is when you know I'm about to lose it. Lewis was sitting there just seething. I could just, I could see the heat rising off his shoulders because mm -hmm. he wanted to tell them all to go to hell, and then he wanted to tell them he was gonna take them to court and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like he was ready to go to bat for this and just like throw everything at them, but he had restraint. And I was like, Lewis. I, I wanted to send him a gift basket. I wow. just like, I've been there. I've been there. I've been, Rob, I've been there. There's so many times where I'm just like, oh, you got, you think I won't. Okay, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then you got to go, you got to sit, you got to have the argument in your head that you would have had with them. Like, and then I should have said this, but you know what? I didn't say it because if I said it, then I'd be crazy. But that's what I did. You know, like for me, that's an inner struggle that I have. So I was very proud of Lewis for doing the un-Lewis thing in this moment. Well, they're going to get an offer back from this other company and they're going to seemingly make like a generous like cash offer. I guess it's uh they they talk about it as a buyout. They could still use the Donna internally. And Donna's like But that's it. No. No. Yeah. No, I don't want that. Um and it turns out for Donna, she says that, you know, it's not about the money for Donna. She wants something more. What that is? Well, what do you want? She doesn't know. Donna. Ask the Donna. So what does Donna want? Because she tells this to Harvey and she starts to cry. I mean, they've leaves. got to hook up at the character and fitness. Make Donna a lawyer now, too. It kind of feels like that's where this is going, right? You think like, so? Um, I mean, isn't that how this does feels? Does she want it to be like an actress? Oh. I I mean, are we still talking about that? Mm -hmm. Like, this has been so, so long since we touched on that storyline. Um, I feel like when she likes she to go do fraud. 
She does love to do fraud. Maybe she wants to do fraud like professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, okay. So here's what I'm thinking. In the last episode, they she came across those people who uh, she wanted them to invest, and they were like, "It was the legal secretary. We can't take you seriously. You're a woman and a secretary. Like, what? Get out of here." And so I'm thinking that now she's like, "Man, I did really enjoy pretending to be a lawyer that time um, when I was like helping Mike Ross, and I came in, I you know impersonated a federal official and all this other stuff, like." That's kind of in my bag. And I told Harvey, I really like that, like being involved and helping and, you know, making all the moves and bluffing. Like I kind of I kind of like the, the 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 rush of that. And now here she's saying, yeah, I'm looking for something more. Is it, is it that she wants a, you know, a more high stakes job? She but Donna does career? not love the law. I mean, Donna has gone out of her way to tell us, like, I don't do like files. Like, like, wait, wait, files, uh, mm-hmm. briefs. Yeah. yeah, documents. I mean, I think yeah. that Donna's superpower seems to be like, I can read people and I can anticipate what people need before they know they need it. Uh, but that to me does not sound like the skill set of an incredible lawyer. Yeah. So what does Donna do? Like if you're if you are if you are Donna's uh career counselor, mm-hmm. where are you pointing Donna at at this point with her set of skills? What do you think she should be trying to do if she wants more? Maybe, I mean, she had a good rapport with the therapist, right? I mean, does she want to be a therapist? Honestly, I don't think that's too far out of the realm, right? Like, you know, she's always in people's business. She's going to tell you she what to she give advice. About, yeah. She likes to give advice. And the Donna is a personal assistant that basically does that, right? You just talk to it and it talks back to you and gives you like, you know, it empathizes and it listens. Maybe Donna could have like a talk show or something, you know, where she know. can... Seems like know, a weird direction I, I, for suits to go, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Mike Ross went to prison, mm-hmm. you know? So I was thinking, like, if you can get through that, I think you can get through anything. Yeah. And I mean, I don't I don't know, but it does feel like when she says she wants more, and she says that to Harvey, a tiny part of me thinks, is she talking about relationship-wise with Harvey? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just like... is this Not really. It doesn't seem like professional? it. Yeah. Right. But why is she why is she crying? You know what I'm saying? Like they don't really give us a lot of insight into why Donna is so emotional about the buyout of the Donna, especially considering it just I think she thought she was gonna be like a mogul and then it didn't end up happening. And that's another thing. I didn't know if she wanted to have creative, like a controlling interest over the, what was happening with the Donna or if she just wanted the money. You know, it was like was it just like, no. yeah, I, I'm getting a portion of this thing. Benjamin is yeah, I, I, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Donna just wants to be a part of something bigger. You know, mm-hmm. just bigger than herself. Yeah. You know, like I want to, I want to make a change or have a huge impact on something, and she doesn't feel like she's making that impact at PSL. Right. I mean, I think that maybe at a time like okay, supporting Harvey, supporting Lewis was something that was fulfilling to her, but I think she wants her own thing. Uh, she thought that that was going to be this, but it's not. And uh, maybe Donna will have a little bit more, you know, of a storyline of something that's hers in uh, the next couple seasons. Let's go back to then Lewis and Tara, where seems like it's the end of the road for Tara, which I don't think we're going to be too upset about. We're not going to be crying like Lewis. No, thank God this is over. This is, this did she is break up with my... him on a voicemail? She did. It's not right. I mean, he's, he's a fraud. Though, so, you know, like he, he supports fraudulent behavior. He's a criminal mm-hmm. essentially, you know, she's like, I don't really owe you anything. And right, it's a voicemail, but they've only known each other for yeah. seven episodes. But, so, I mean, you know. is she giving the ring back? No. What? No. Don't no? No, he's rich, Tara. Keep keep the ring. 
Mm. Support your support the child. It doesn't the child doesn't deserve nice things. It's, it's not his kid. Oh, tell him that. <laughs> so I, is she going back with Joshua? She should. Look, mm-hmm. Tara, Tara, your life is fine. You don't need Lewis. I don't know why you were putting yourself through this. You know, um, she eventually, you know, she she did tell him, you know, it's not about the fact that you were not honest with me. It's the fact that you yelled at me and you're a horrible person. Like you're mean and I don't want to be with anybody like that. And so I don't want to have to deal with this. And so, yeah, I've been trying to give you some time. I've been trying to think it over. But ultimately, I think we're done here. I don't mm-hmm. really know you. You don't really know me. And the stuff that I know about you, we have some stuff in common. But the stuff that I don't like about you, I really hate. I, I, I despise it. And so now nah, I'm good here. Thanks. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, were you sad for Lewis? I, I was sad for Lewis because I, I do love Lewis, but as far as Tara goes, if it's like, if this is the end of Tara, we never see her again, I think I'm okay with that. I am good. We are safe. We don't have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. Mark safe from Tara. Mark safe That's from us. Tara. Chappelle, it's the season six finale. Mike Ross is a real lawyer, but you seem very impressed with Lewis. So who gets the Liddy? Mike Ross. I'm okay. not that impressed with Lewis. Okay. Yeah. I was impressed with his restraint. Mm-hmm. That one time he had restraint. But yeah. no, I think Mike Ross gets the lady. He's a lawyer now. What I mean, how can you beat that? He's a lawyer and he just got what? A million dollars. Just handed to him. Yeah. Yeah. With with technically zero experience as a lawyer. Like he has no experience. <laughs> like he's been a lawyer for all of 13 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. A million okay. dollars. I mean, if all he needs is a million dollars in some. You know, yeah, uh, he's yeah. got that. Sure, he got that. So, all right. So, Mike Ross is a lawyer, wins the mm-hmm. Liddy Award here at the end of season six. Yeah, I wonder what Patty's stats are looking like. I, Patty, if you're listening to this, give us an update. We, we we're gonna we're gonna have to um, let's uh, realign when we start season seven and kind of uh, you know get everybody on the same track so we can see how we finished these last couple seasons of Suits out because. Right now, it feels like a factory reset. We're at the beginning of a new storyline. Mike Ross is a is a is a lawyer. Lewis and and Harvey are partners, and they're actually working decent together. Um, there's also a law clinic involved as well. Uh, a lot of information going on. Not a lot going on for Rachel, you know. But um, no, everybody else seems to be moving pieces. I mean, Rachel, I guess, is officially a lawyer. She didn't. She had a just like a rubber stamp from the character and fitness committee. Yeah, but she hasn't made it. She hasn't passed the bar yet. Oh, she's passed the bar. Okay. Yeah, she hasn't passed the bar yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious uh, to know what's going to happen at the start of season seven. If we'll have like a time jump where uh, things are already like up and running with the East Side Clinic uh, slash PSL. If like uh, Mike is back up, like up and running. What's going on with Donna? What's going on with Rachel? We always speculate about time jumps, but we really don't get a lot of those. No, you not know. really. And also, yeah. we get where it looks like Harvey is going to, like, now that everything is settled with Mike, he can actually focus on PSL and being the, you know, managing partner. Oh, he's, he's going to do his job now. Yeah, he's going to do his job for one for the first time in, like, a season and a half. Okay, Rob, so how long before Mike Ross is named partner? Wow. So... That would be a bold move, considering uh, the fraud. Yes, yes. <laughs> PSLR. I mean, look, I mean, look what look at what Mike just got though. He he passed the bar. Was given Harvey's office because Harvey is now going to be taking Jessica's office because she ain't coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
he's so he now got the biggest uh, the biggest office in the building aside from Jessica's. Um, he now uh, has a clinic that he uses at his own whim. Uh, he just got a million dollars for no reason. I know the partner buy-in was like five hundred thousand yeah. dollars or something like that. Um, I, I feel like in the next in the next season or so, if not name partner. At least senior partner status. Mike yeah, Ross. senior partner. I don't know if they could put his name yeah. on the wall after all the fraud. I mean, at this point, the fact that anybody uses Pierce Inspector Lit, knowing Mike Ross even works there, or the fact that Pierce Inspector Lit were involved, mm-hmm. I think you kind of yeah you get what you you get what you uh, what you right. ask. Why for. anybody would have them as their lawyers? They don't even just take people from Harvard anymore. It's like we're bringing right. in people from just like uh, that went to community college at the East side clinic. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, like we went from only Harvard to anybody. Yep. Uh, new. It's a new era here at PSL. And so I'm definitely interested to find out where it's going, but I will say this. I don't think it's jumped the shark yet. I think the Donna thing was very, it was, it was teetering on the mm-hmm. edge of things. Lewis having a baby with somebody he barely knew also teetering. Now those two things, <laughs> Yeah. Playing with my emotions. But we came but, back. Yeah. Yeah. We, we came back from it. We clawed our way out of that. Um, hopefully season seven comes like comes a little harder than this. You know, like let's give us something better. Okay. All right. Uh, this was the 92nd episode of Suits uh Ooh. from March 1st, 2017. Um, season seven is going to premiere uh, a couple months later in July of 2017. Season seven okay. of Suits. Okay, yeah. um, not a reference uh, that we heard in this episode. Uh, and I've just got one piece of feedback from David Schwartz. He wants to know, would this have been a satisfying series finale? No, what? No, no, what? No. You Do don't you think feel so? like it would? I mean, hey, I think like, that- if this like, was the last episode, would you be like, oh? I don't know. I think I would say, like, I think that maybe they would need, like, one more, like, a little bit more, like, on the toast with everybody, like, uh, together. And Mike's a real lawyer. I think that the Donna storyline and the Lewis storyline probably would have needed to end on different notes. Um, But then, like, if we head on over, head back to my uh, Harvey's apartment and Mike and Rachel get married, like, uh, I could see it. Yeah, you could you could tie it up. No, I I agree with you. I think the Mike storyline is could be a finale. That like that that whole Mike Ross is back at PSL. He's got what he wanted. He can help people and he gets a bunch of money and still like he can have it all. He can do corporate stuff and also still help people. The dichotomy of man that would have been a great end to the Mike Ross storyline. Um, but yeah, there are too many people who are still left off you know off the hook right now, right? So you got um, Rachel who is not married, has not finished the law thing, so she hasn't gotten all her storyline tied up. Uh, Donna, who does not have a storyline except, you know, she like just gave in to this uh, buyout that she wasn't really a fan of. And then Lewis, who is left crying in a puddle of tears. But yeah, Mm -hmm. for Mike, I think this is a good end to his story if it was to end right now. Yeah. All right. It's not the season for the series finale. We still got a ways to go uh, for that. Still three seasons of Suits uh, left to go. Anything else you want to say from season six? Uh, What a long, strange trip it's been from when Mike first walked into the jail. Yeah, we've come a long way. We started with Mike uh, going to jail and then ended the season with Mike being a lawyer. Yeah. What a ride. Yeah. What a ride. But it's it's the journey, right? It's the friends we made along the way that really matter. Um, do you think we're gonna see Theo Huxtable next season? I don't think so, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think he's done. Yeah. That, that man up that man up like 
applied and auditioned for like six different roles only to get like a four a short stint as Julius. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for I feel I feel bad for Theo. Yeah, season six, I mean the Mike in jail was really, you know, a big part of the season. Uh Jessica leaving was a bit of a blindside for me. I did not see that coming at the end of uh the mid season of season six. Lewis mm-hmm. uh spending all this time with Tara was also a uh, real uh, wild turn of events for Lewis to go all in on a new, I guess for Lewis to have a new romance was, you know, not that unexpected for him to be so down bad after like meeting her so quickly, uh, getting engaged and then ultimately breaking up, being part of, I don't want to say a throuple, um, but kind I of. Mean, yeah, essentially. And we never met yeah. the guy. I would have liked to have met Joshua. I told you we weren't meeting that man. Mm-hmm. I said, it's not happening. Why Why give us just a random character for Lewis to be mad at for uh, an episode and a half? Mm-hmm. They just really tried to force this Lewis storyline. I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm assuming by the end of this, Lewis needs to find love or something like that. And so that's yeah. something to look for. Right? I mean, like, does, does he re- Lewis rekindle Sheila's with Sheila's ass? I think is the question. I kind of feel like they're made for each other. You know, like, I don't know if Sheila's ass can forgive him, but yeah. I think that Lewis is good at grand gestures. And so maybe he can catch her off guard and, uh, you know, yeah. really win her back over. I feel like that we only like introduce a new love interest, have it not work out for Lewis to ultimately have him reconcile with Sheila's ass eventually. So the fact that like, if, if we were not going to go back to Sheila's ass, I think they would have made it work out with Tara. But the fact that he loved and lost, like I think that does set up a potential reunion with Sheila's ass uh, sometime in the next couple of seasons. Well, Rob, there are plenty of fish in the sea. And so maybe they we get one person, one more, one more try at the Lewis love life, and we get the person who he's really destined to be with. Because even him reconciling with Sheila's ass, remember, she don't want kids. You know, like unless she's about to pop up and be like, I'm actually good. I kind of do want kids now. Then they're still not gonna work out. So I think uh maybe we need a third option. I think we need one more go at the Lewis love life. And I will be interested in that. I think I I'm gonna I'm gonna be all in on whatever the next relationship is. Okay. All right, Chappelle. Anything else to say from season six of Suits? Will we see Frank Gallo in the next three seasons? Uh, no. Will we see Daniel Hardman in the next three seasons? Well, Daniel Hardman, we didn't. We went over season six with Daniel Hardman. Uh, he did not. Also, Charles Forsman. I think we were over season six as well. So this was a season where our big bads did not really show up. We had like, we introduced Frank Gallo, who was kind of the bad guy for the first half of the season. Anita Gibbs popped back up at the end of season six, but yeah, we didn't really go to the uh, suicide squad too much in this season. No Travis Tanner. Yeah. Well, Jessica out the way, I guess they were kind of like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's bring us more. Let's do this. Let's do more, more bad guys. We need, we need a new rogues gallery. Yeah. Why not? All right. Yeah. Chappelle, anything else you want to highlight before we wrap things up for season six and today? Man, let me highlight real quick the Facebook group, suitspodcast.com slash Facebook. Y'all are amazing. I love the comments. I love the commentary. I love that, you know, we've taken so many pictures with Suits Associates and stuff like that. We get so much feedback. We'll be in New Orleans December 6th. We won't miss a day. 
for six. We will not miss a day. So if you are going to be in New Orleans, obviously if you see me at the bar, take a picture. We could we could post it in our Facebook group. But yeah, I just think that the Facebook community has been so fun. I'm going to get back in there and start highlighting associates again and just telling everybody, hi, welcome to the firm. And to, to really encourage a lot of participation here because they're in the home stretch. You know, this is when the burnout starts for a lot of people. We're almost 100 episodes in. This is crazy. So uh, if you're not already part of the Suits Podcast community, of course, go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook and join uh, and uh, join the conversation. Introduce yourself, all that good stuff. Uh, it's a good time over there. I'm, v- I'm very much enjoying it. Yeah, and we're still on our quest for 100 reviews for 100 episodes. Go to suitspodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.